1: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
2: We are rolling. Um, If the sound quality on this one sucks because I'm trying out AirPods as my sound input for this time because I got them for Christmas, um, then we just won't do it again. Pop the hood up for a second so everyone can see my sick dino hoodie. Look at it. I'm a dinosaur.
3: What kind of, I know.
2: Um, I think I would be a Stegosaurus based on these. Yeah,
3: that's that's yeah. very fair. Very
2: steggy. Yeah. We love to see it.
3: Love a good Stegosaurus.
2: Actually, that's, go a, that's a fun question that I don't even have um written down on the list for today. What's everyone's favorite dinosaur?
3: What are the dinosaurs again?
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> Y'all just don't have a favorite? Like. like no.
3: No, I need this to be, like, multiple choice. List of
2: dinosaurs. I have one just, like, a favorite just, like, in my head at all times. It's a Brontosaurus, oh, in case anyone what was are asking. The They're what? Short, it's a short, little, It's a Brontosaurus.
3: Wait, are, are those the dudes with the long necks?
2: Yeah. One of.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: That's why I just said Brachiosaurus. See, see, That's why he oh in, a girl in dress apart.
3: The original throat goat.
2: Given that Nancy
3: Before Nancy
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But yeah, no, um my favorite dinosaur is a Brontosaurus. I, just, I love I love the very long and flowy. And also just like, you know, large but no brain. Yo me <laughs> i also do love a good triceratops do we know what a triceratops is when i say that yeah Yeah. they
3: got the little um
2: i was receiving slightly blank stares no i was
4: just thinking how sad it made me because then i was thinking about the land before time and the little triceratops on that named sarah and then the character of Ducky, who was voiced by a
2: little girl, who ended up dying. Yeah, really depressing. Oh, you both uh, received this Snapchat. I um, I cried over Laika the space dog again last night. She was a good girl. She didn't deserve that. Wow. Bridget, did you see my shirt? I did see it. Oh, it's your Jeff the Talking mongo. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> amazing incredible <laughs> really show-stopping i haven't worn it yet so Hell yeah, I'm, I'm, my, was I'm waiting for my socks to come in i love jack the talking mongoose i have to give that up epi- i have to give that episode a re-listen mm-hmm. so you can hear ben say honk honk over and over ben Kissel, my <laughs> beloved <laughs> oh. zach did hey. you have a favorite dinosaur
3: I think one of the, like, I don't know what they're, like, the smaller ones, like a raptor, that's a dinosaur, right?
4: Velociraptor?
3: Yeah, that one. Solid choice. I don't know why, and I feel like if I really did some investigative work, I could come up with a different one.
2: They were real smart. Do I, like, know a weird amount of dinosaurs? I
3: I think that's kind of what I like about them in general, about the, the Velociraptors, is that, like, because they were small, they had to be cunning. Like, if there was ever a dinosaur that was, like, a Slytherin, it would be the Velociraptor.
2: character. Do I just, like, know a weird amount of dinosaurs? Like, have I retained a weird amount of, like, dinosaur knowledge from when I was a child? Because I can think of several more off the top of my head that I'm also yeah. a fan you, of. You would
3: have to tell us everything you know about dinosaurs for us to judge that.
2: I mean, again, cool. I could name several more that I'm quite big fans of. I mean, I can name dinosaurs. I just don't think about them very much
4: to have a favorite.
2: Oh. Yeah. Same. What are you doing with your life?
4: Lots of other cool things. Sure. Wearing Jeff the Talking
2: Mongoose shirts. Okay. Yeah, I will give you that. <laughs> I'm trying not to like put my giant heavy water bottle down so loud that my microphone picks it up, but I don't think I'm doing a very good job. Oh well.
4: That's why the silicone coaster right here. Oh, I guess can I can put need- it on top of the mouse pad. Yeah, can you need a soft
2: landing spot.
3: Speaking of which... What's behind my computer?
2: I don't know, what is what behind is your it? computer? It's me there.
3: It is! What is this? Oh, it's a pen. I'm trying to move it back, because I've got nowhere to, like, put my elbows, but... It's getting all fog. Okay, we're good.
2: Thank you for magic.
3: Assuming the position.
2: Um... Okay, well speaking of things that are potentially weird for um grown adults, Brooks, you came up well, you know, retaining a weird amount about dinosaurs from when you were a kid. Um, uh, I Brooks, you wrote this question in the document. Would you like to share with the people?
4: Uh um so the basic question here is whether it's weird for a grown-ass person to eat like spaghettios or chef boyardee like the mini ravioli
2: you know, I messed up it's supposedly,
3: like, four kids. Is that weird? Um, it's a hard no. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna take a bold stance and say absolutely fucking not. But don't you think other people, like, majority of people would think it's weird? I think I don't there's a society-wide Maybe. perception that everyone else is going to think it's weird. Yeah. But everyone doesn't. Like, in-
3: instinctively, it feels like it should be weird, but then it's really not.
4: I feel like that happens a lot where there's like certain foods like you know lucky charms that are designated for kids but it's like yeah an adult also enjoys sugary wheat things and uh marshmallows
2: yeah no i feel well, again i feel like there's a little i feel like there's a perception that everyone is going to like oh no other adults don't do that you're the only one that's like weird and still like hanging on to these like you know fun childish things but literally everyone does it but it's also like with something like spaghettios,
4: it's it's spaghetti. I yeah, yeah they're fun shape, but like it's pasta. You can also enjoy pasta with sauce and meatballs. Yeah, like
3: but it's it doesn't not matter if But
4: yeah. I feel like there is a little bit of a, um... i am I'm gonna go ahead and say stigma attached to it.
2: I mean, I think, yeah, there are definitely people out there that, like, that are going to be like, oh, that's so, like, that's childish. Like, why are you doing that? But, like, the world is already a hellscape. Eat the dino nugs. I regularly eat
4: SpaghettiOs. I love them. They you remind know, me of We, have,
2: we have discussed, uh, the regu- like, the frequency with which we consume dino nugs on this podcast. It is, it is a regular occurrence, and cool. it's going to remain that way.
3: Okay, are there any other things that we still actively or at least think are stereotypically children's um, activities that we still, like, do? Because I I remember just having this conversation with one of the people at Vance, and, you know, they are saying, like, they got, like, a model of something, but, like, in Legos for Christmas. Oh, I got Legos for Christmas. I don't know if that's that's weird. You know, I'm an adult, and it's like, well, no, there's a distinction between getting something that you're going to spend hours building and then you put it up for display compared to, like, taking the action figures and, you know, making them fight each other. Yeah, no, my like, sister and I
2: get a- each get a Lego set for Christmas every single year. And my sister's 21.
3: Yeah, I still have a, a set under my bed I've never put together but I keep meaning to.
2: I got the living room from Seinfeld this year. As my Lego set.
3: I have it, but in Funko Pop it's also the kitchen
2: I love that yeah I don't and I don't even like I mean I've seen Seinfeld because I've existed in the United States but um I don't even really watch Seinfeld but I'm so excited to build it frankly I think you've heard of Seinfeld if you've existed in the world at this point anyway but yeah I'm so excited to build that Legos are awesome I love them, and I hate how expensive they are. Because if they yeah. weren't so pricey, I'd have so many more. And I already have a lot of Legos. Yeah, I don't know what this expectation is that once you get older, you have to be like boring. Right? It sucks. I
4: don't. I don't get it. I swear, weren't we talking about this a few weeks ago? Because I think I brought up Absolutely. going to like the water park. You did. And how it's kids area, and it's just like yeah, yeah. I remember bringing that up. Right, yeah. Stuff like that where it's like, I'm supposed to be embarrassed to play in the kids' area. It's like, no, I want a giant bucket of water dumped on my head. It's hot out. That sounds delightful. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather a bunch of five-year-olds. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. But at the same time, I don't really usually admit to people that I eat SpaghettiOs. It's sort of like a little bit of a secret, as I'm saying it on a podcast, that's <laughs> being recorded and put it out into the world.
2: but <laughs> To <laughs> more people, thing. now that uh, Snake Discovery has um, yeah. given us a little yeah. shout-out. Thank you, guys. We appreciate that so much.
4: <laughs> yes, appreciate
2: it. Anyway, yeah, continue. Really,
4: um, I actually just bought more, because I was out of them right before this. I ran a couple errands.
2: Hell yeah, dude. But if, I mean, I'm wearing a hoodie I'm that looks like it was designed for a five-year-old boy. And I'm perf- and really I'm, I'm loving it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm wearing a, a t-shirt with a talking mongoose, but with a cardigan. Because
2: uh, that I'm makes it mature.
4: Yeah,
3: I'm very mature. I'm wearing a t-shirt with a cardigan. I saw some like... tweet and, you know, it, it it was funny, obviously, but just sort of a note on where we are. It was, like, also as a society like, as adults in society we're, like, regressing in the sense of, like, we're watching anime again and playing the old Halo games and, like, oh yeah, which, granted personally, I haven't really related to either of those, but it is a thing. Like, the adults are going back to, like, childhood comforts
2: as we should be now. frankly yeah but also i was just gonna say wearing a cardigan over a shirt is like the feminine version of wearing a blazer over a t-shirt to make it a little yep. like more mature
4: <laughs> yeah that's the way i see it i think of my cardigans as being like blazers so to wear dress pants and a cardigan is a suit to me just more
2: comfortable yeah okay makes sense but yeah, no.
4: yeah I, but i do sort of feel like In my head, when I'm at the store and I put SpaghettiOs in my cart, in my head, I'm telling the people around me, oh, this is for when my nieces come to visit or something like this.
2: But also, if you're walking around, but if you are, like, it is also a thing of, like, how you, like, carry yourself. If you're walking around, like, nobody would be questioning this. Like, obviously, I'm the kind of, like, you know, mature person who's simply buying this for when my, you know, for when my nieces and nephews come to visit. Like, no one's gonna look twice. Like, you know, if you're being all weird about it, like, eh, let me bury it underneath, like, a bag of, like, you know, kale or whatever.
4: Oh, no, I just put it in there.
2: Yeah, no. So, I, like, okay. if, you know.
4: I always, I keep saying I'm embarrassed, but I don't behave as though I am in any way,
2: shape, or form. You just feel <laughs> as though you should be.
4: Yeah, I suppose that's more it. And I have a special, like, Corel SpaghettiOs bowl that I use. It's from the 90s. Fantastic. My dad gave it to me as a graduation present when I graduated high school. I love that. That's so funny. I was used to to eat spaghettios
2: with meatballs, and he would sneak up behind me with a toothpick and, like, stab a meatball out and run away. That's precious. (laughs) I love that. that. Yeah, oh my god. Like, shaped mac and cheese. It is better. I don't know why. It simply is. Yeah, she's got some of the Annie's, like, the bunnies. Yes. it's It's different now, but when I was a kid, like, I swear to God they changed it, but, like, the Spongebob Squarepants, like, Kraft Mac and Cheese, mm-hmm. infinitely better than, like, the regular kind. Yeah, I don't know. I I refuse
4: to, like, grow up in the ways that I'm supposed to. You know, in some respects. I'm a yeah. fully functioning adult. I have a good credit score. Actually, an excellent credit score. Good for you. You know, I function, but I also have a decent graphic novel collection. <laughs>
2: I don't even think that's like, a sign of like quote unquote immaturity. Like there are some like there are some messed up graphic novels out there.
4: Oh yeah, none of mine is like kid appropriate. It's all very Not
2: even slightly. I think like I don't even have a lot of graphic novels on this particular bookshelf, but I think the first one that jumps out is like Watchmen. Yeah, I got that over there. I love and, like, really, like, and the other one I have is Fun Home. Oh no. <laughs> so like yeah, no.
3: I don't have perfect novels as much, but I do have just, like, some old comic collections from when I was younger. And although I haven't cracked them in a while, they are still classics that I would not be opposed to opening at some point. I just have it. But I have, like, Pearls Before Swine and Calvin and Hobbes and, like, the classics that are still funny and amusing and comforting.
2: Oh my god, side note, when my dad was a kid, he used to read, like, DC Comics, and, like, he, like, and when he was done reading them, he would recycle them and i'm just like sir do you know how much money you'd be sitting on now yeah that's a shame i'm like oh my god like because he was reading like batman and superman comics like in the like 50s and 60s yeah well
4: i mean you would guess you wouldn't know like, yeah i mean how, kind of-
2: how yeah. would you know but also in retrospect i'm like are you serious like how many people like keep their comic collections just because they're like because that's the way they are and he's such a pack rat anyway, this is the one thing that you responsibly put in the recycling bin.
4: So, I I want to point out things like, you know, the Beanie Baby craze in the 90s, where everybody was so convinced that they were going to be worth a ton of money. Oh my god. So they bought them like crazy and tried to get these rare ones, and they were spending like hundreds of dollars on eBay
2: to get some of the rare ones. Princess Diana, Beanie nothing. Baby. There was nothing. So, some of them are worth a lot in my heart. They're really cute. <laughs> it's one of those things where I look back on it now, I'm like, was everybody insane?
4: Like, what? But, you know, you just the point being, you can't really predict.
2: People you can People so poor, you know, that that was a good Pe-
3: investment. Beanie Babies were the original NFTs.
2: You heard it here, folks. Mm-hmm. Being, uh, I gotta say, some Beanie Babies, they're adorable. Some of them I would still pay good money for. And I, like, I was not even alive at the height of the Beanie Baby craze.
4: Yeah, I mean, I had a couple, but I didn't really care about them. I don't think you could be alive at that point and not have some. That seems
2: fair.
3: I think for us, we had those, like, whatever the shaped bracelets were. Oh, the The silly silly bands? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have some.
2: Another yeah. hot commodity, and I don't know if this was like my school specific, but we used to do like a PTA bingo night where they had like a bunch of prizes. And the thing that always went quick was the Webkins. Oh, yeah. I
3: still have Webkin.
2: Oh yeah, same. I had some of those floating around upstairs.
3: Forever, but I knew still have them.
2: Those were a hot commodity in my elementary and middle school. Not quite comparable oh. to the Beanie Baby thing, but that's the closest oh. parallel I can draw to my own life. I remember getting some for my nieces and helping them register them online and stuff. They're kind of adorable. Yeah, I think I still have a bunny one floating around somewhere. I'll have to dig it up for the nostalgia factor sometime.
3: The one game I remember, there's like a polar bear, polar bear punch,
2: and you look
3: like helping jump over stuff.
2: (laughs) Good times, simpler times, at least for me. Yeah, but I, I just feel like people adults shouldn't have to give things up just
4: because of their age.
2: Yeah, no, it's BS. It's, like, I'm... And this is the thing that bothered me so much even when I was, like, a small child. Like, I would notice that, like, a lot of my friends... Because, um... We've established that I have old parents. Um, Actually, we're recording this on my dad's birthday. He's 70 today. Happy birthday, Dad. Um. But I noticed that, like, you know, a lot of my, like friends parents who were in their like you know late 30s or whatever like the dad would still have like you know an xbox and, like play video games with his friends i'm like you never see people's moms doing that or at least i never did and i was like and even as a kid i was like that's such, like that's such bullshit like mm-hmm. why is it ex- like why is it expected that like you know if a girl like if a woman is really into games but then she like starts a family that like she like you know She's not gonna play anymore. Like that's ridiculous. That's BS. If if you Mm -hmm. choose to if you like video games and you also would like to be a parent at some point in your life and you are a woman, um, you should not have to give up gaming. Red hot takes from me. But yeah, no, like any game, like games that people like, certain video games that people consider like childish, like, and there's that whole like gross discourse and like the like. Gamer community where it's like, oh, if you play X Y Z, like you're not a real gamer because it's, like it's easier it's for kids or whatever. I'm like, screw you. Cooking Mama's a great game. Like when I lo- did- like, yeah, I loved <laughs> like I love Dark Souls, but also I love Cooking Mama and Animal Crossing and like all the old games on the Wii. Mm-hmm. So this is
3: probably like a question more for you guys, but like, when did gamer become? Like a term that was just kind of accepted as a thing.
2: I mean, mm-hmm. that has to have been floating around since video games became like yeah. advanced past yeah. Pong.
3: Yeah, but but people weren't playing Pong for a living. right. Like like that wasn't a huge part of their identity. It's Like I play Pong. You, you know,
4: I Esports, mean? more specifically.
3: I guess i don't know because like i feel like the word gamer is relatively new it's not like new new, but like
2: but i mean i see like 80s movies where people have like where there's like you know an arcade and people also have like you know like an like an old nintendo or whatever like that would like the term gamer was definitely hello nix but like the term gamer was definitely in the culture like the cultural lexicon like as soon as video games progressed past like just like Like, as soon as we got to Super Mario, I think gamer, like, the notion of the gamer, like, very closely followed. But also, what do I know?
4: I mean, even before there were home video game systems, you had, like... You had arcades. Like, Odyssey, and there were certain people that would go and play for, like, hours on end every day. They might have even identified gamers
2: as gamers at that point. Yeah, so...
3: Yeah, it's, it's really not something that I know much about, so curious.
2: Yeah. I think it will be fun, um, since the, by the time this episode is airing, I will have, like, we will have, like, announced this on, like, Twitter and whatever, that we're going to start actually using our Twitch channel again. But in addition to streams, which, by the way, when you're watching this, our first stream in a red-hot minute is going to be, uh, no. No, it won't. We record this on Wednesday my point is my point is moot. We record on Wednesday but we release on Friday. So, so never mind.
4: It'll be the night before.
2: Yeah, it'll be the night before. So, I am not announcing, I'm just telling you something that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me, but I was thinking it, I like I know Brooks like you're not a particularly big video game person, but I think it'd be fun if we liked it like did, like, so, like a group game every now and again, like something easy like Among Us or whatever. I've never played Among Us. Okay, great. That'll be fun. And we could bring I, Emily I like Yes, okay. you have. But like we could like we could bring Emily we could bring Emily in and probably and like probably someone else. Like that'd be kinda of fun. We could do some games. So yeah, keep a look out for that. Using Twitch as intended. Or at least as it was originally intended. Anyway, yeah, um, Keep doing, keep doing what you like. It doesn't matter how old you get.
4: Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on this one.
0: It's a good I way that
4: happens a lot where there's things I'm not, like, embarrassed of, but I feel like I should be. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that earlier, listening to the last podcast on the left, thinking, like, that there are certain people, I would never want them to hear this podcast and know that I listen to it and enjoy it.
2: Yeah, because, like, it's... It's so well- I, it's so, like, well-researched, but it's also so immature.
4: Yeah, I mean, there are certain things where it's like, I'm supposed to be ashamed that I find this so funny because it's very inappropriate, but I'm really not. So I feel like there's a lot of things like that where it's like, I'm, I am feel like I'm supposed to be embarrassed, and it's more that than actually
2: being embarrassed. Yeah, I think that's a- that's kind of a universal.
3: Yeah.
2: I I but yeah, no. Again, just- Nixie, you want to be on camera?
4: She will not stay out of my lap today. All day.
2: You gotta stick your little face in the camera. Nixie. Nixie! No, you gotta look over there.
4: You won't even look in that direction. Oh! There's a little bit of eye. Got it a little bit. Just... (laughs) Just put her in front. She's, uh...
2: Or will she slip away too quickly?
4: She's made of slime. I told you, she's made of slime. Yeah. Nixie. Here. Hi! Hi.
3: Hello.
2: He's
4: like, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> we saw the face, that's all we needed. There you go. Okay. Gina. Would we like to move on to our next question? Which was inspired by, um, you, <laughs> Brooks? An actual conversation. An actual conversation we had. Um, so, for everyone, let's start with this. Can you touch your eye?
3: No so I have a sort of weird history with this um I did try contact okay I I wore contacts for one day and then the one contact I could not get out of my eye and so I was up for like four hours well into the morning trying to get this thing out of my eye because it was just not coming off and I' have never worn contacts again.
2: That does sound so very stressful.
3: That was um, and then I woke up the next morning, and I was like, why do my eyes hurt? And then I remembered I poked them for four hours, so that, that, that would do it. But Yeah, that will do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so can I technically, I suppose, because I've done it. Um,
2: okay, can it you easily touch your with? eye?
3: Then no. Then no.
2: I cannot. At all? Like, easily? Like, I mean, if I, like, hold my, like, eyelids open and, like, really make an effort yeah but like why would i do that no i cannot easily touch my eye
4: it's honestly never occurred to me that people couldn't touch their eye okay
2: so then the follow up to this is is it weird to be able to easily touch your eye if you don't regularly need to for example someone who like comfortably uses contacts all the time
3: here's something i've seen this is like not a direct answer but here's something i've seen that it just makes me so squeamish um, there are extreme people who will get their eyes tattooed. That. Yeah, that... Literally, literally I, I can't even conceptualize that no, as somebody bad. who has tattoos. Yeah. I, and, and Brooks, like, I cannot...
2: Ugh, um, I hate it.
3: Short of being put under for it, I could not do it.
2: Also, like, oh my god, I learned this because I was looking at, like, trivia for a Breaking Bad episode. There's that episode of Breaking Bad where there's the, like, cartel members who have tattoos on their eyelids. And apparently, like, it wasn't makeup. Like, the actors actually had tattoos on their eyelids. And you have to put a spoon underneath, otherwise the needle will go through into mm. your eye.
3: That's not true.
2: It's not, really? You
3: no you can tattoo and, and i only know this because i've been binging trash reality tv like
2: oh yeah you snapchat me about and, this all the time yeah, oh
3: yeah oh i i spam like but it's so entertaining because I'm, like, I'm always at work person. doing
2: nothing and i'll just be like ooh, what's the drama
3: um but they had one challenge where they had to tattoo eyelids and like it, at the end of the day that your eyelid is just another piece of skin and as long as you're doing it right like like yes it, it can go horribly wrong, but as long as you're yeah, doing I feel it right, like... it's not any different.
2: Ooh, either way, I don't like it. It's, it's, yeah. so, it's so delicate. Oh, I, I, I don't either. I hate yeah. that. Like, I mean, if that's something you want and something you're comfortable with, like, you know, you do you, but, like, the idea of it, like, icks me out so much. There's
4: a lot of women that get, like, permanent
2: eyeliner tattooed on. That just seems so set-like, I mean, again- I don't yeah. do you but that just seems so sensitive
3: well the eyeliner would go just like on the uh, especially
2: around the room of the eye yeah
3: yeah okay
2: but like that's that, what, like, like i, I can, can hardly like... even put on regular eyeliner because my eye like twitches so much I cannot imagine having to stay like perfectly still while someone stabs a needle
3: but but you only have to do it once and then never again. And then never again. When so, you
4: put it like that... that,
3: but
4: then you perpetually have eyeliner. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, it won't run, or at least it shouldn't. If it does, you're in trouble. Yeah. It's
4: <laughs> waterproof.
3: Yeah.
2: Again, yeah, yeah I, c- I can see the advantage if you're a person who like likes to. Wear the exact same kind of eyeliner like every single day. Like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Once and then never again. But like, for me, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, thank you. Bad. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't
4: get why people have a problem with touching the eye though.
3: I mean, like, it's like, well, it's, uh, it's, it's I mean, I sort of no.
2: Yeah, can you see? <laughs> yeah, I hate it. First of all, germs. I know. So, I really should have done that for us. Next, so color. much nasty can get up in here. Second of all, it's just, it's damp. I don't want to touch that.
4: Doesn't bother me one bit.
2: No, I've never had contacts
4: or anything like that.
2: That's so. what weirds me out. Like if a person has like been regularly wearing contacts for like several years yeah i understand being able to just stick your finger in there but the fact that you have no reason to need to touch your eye and you can just be like yeah oh yeah. that's so weird no it never occurred to me that's so strange i don't get it no. No.
4: the only time i really do it is like if i get like an eyelash you know stuck in my eye or something i can pull my eye back and just get it out
2: yeah no i can't i can't do that
4: doesn't bother me. It, your eye feels a little dry afterward because you touch it, you know. But Gris. I Gris.
2: just blink
4: a few times and
2: it's fine. Yeah, I don't even like the idea of putting in contacts, but I feel like I'm gonna have to make my peace with it if I'm ever gonna put together a couple of my dream cosplays. Oh, I gotta I'm make just an do lunch.
3: the eye surgery. The Lasik. Yeah, it is sort of the same principle as like the the eyeliner tattoo i'm gonna hate the whole 10 minutes of it but then
2: but then never again i i
3: i don't need glasses yes and these things are such a hassle and i can still first of all i will likely need glasses in like another 30 years because your eyes will continue to worsen but one i can i'll be able to function without them um yeah and yeah it's just optional
2: how how yeah, bad my is your was. eyesight? I just realized that I've never had that moment of like trying on your glasses and being like, "Ha you're blind." Zach, that was a question.
3: Wait, oh sorry, I. Oh, what was the question? <laughs> How
2: bad is your eyesight?
3: Oh, very bad, like atrocious. Like yikes! I. You know what? No, that won't work. I was like, what if I held my glasses up to the camera? Like, would that?
2: You could uh, try it. It might fo- it, like, it might focus all funny.
3: It probably will. And also, I can't see a thing. And no, you know, it's not gonna work. Cause like, I, I have to fold it. I can't really.
2: The I amount mean, that it's distorting, yeah. just with you holding it, I'm getting an idea.
3: I am like literally. There's like a vague orange blur. Oh my god. And then. Just kind of a darker blur.
2: <laughs> cool.
3: It's bad. It's really bad.
2: Mm. The professor that I TA'd for, whom I'm just giving his anonymity because he's like that. Even though everyone in this, even though everyone on this call knows him or knows of him, um, but he's technically like legally blind in one of his eyes, mm-hmm. and he just never wears his glasses. And then like is always like, yeah, my other eye compensates right. for it. And then he'll be like leaning super close to his laptop and being like, man, why do I have a headache? I'm like. Why are you doing this to yourself?
3: Have you ever seen... Okay, so we all know those, like, super heart like heartwarming videos of, like, you know, soldiers seeing their kids after six months away. And, and those are great. But, like, have you ever seen one of those videos of somebody who's colorblind getting those glasses where you can see color for the first time? And they're yeah. just so overwhelmed. And it's, like, one of the most heartwarming things ever. Like... Mm-hmm. Like after 20 or 30 years or however long it's been of being colorblind, there's like seeing color.
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. That's nuts. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Whack. Although technically we could all be processing color differently and we just wouldn't know. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. And like, I can't think of one way to verify that. Like,
2: right? That's the thing know. that trips me but, out. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I mean, I I I'm trying to think because like, if if your greens are my like purples, then wouldn't things not match for me? It's like, oh, that outfit totally doesn't match, and you'd be like, oh, that outfit totally matches. Like, maybe we're seeing different shades. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. That's about as close as I can get to, like, verifying that we are the same color. Like, outfits would just clash when they're not supposed to. Yeah. But ultimately, leaving no way. Yeah, or, well,
2: play... or,
3: no, the the other thing I, I was thinking of is, like, we know what colors other animals see. Like, like we know that dogs have a much more muted sense of color than humans. Uh, and, so there has and to be so, some... And, and so If you can tell that way, surely we...
2: There has to be yeah. something that's at least vaguely objective. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I never thought about that. Whack. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I can't touch my eye and I um, see no need to.
4: I actually, I'm on the hunt for an optometrist right now because I'm starting to worry a little about my ability to see. So maybe I will have a. <laughs> eventually. Oh, no. Because <laughs> the Lord knows I can't wear glasses. Oh, yeah. Wait, actually,
0: yeah. I
3: Because I
4: like, the compression headaches so easily.
3: Oh, that's right, yeah.
4: Yeah, I actually, um, I was, like, grading around the clock for the couple weeks before last week, and, uh, so I actually got some blue light glasses thinking it would help me a little bit. because I was really did it. I couldn't wear them. I made it for, like, a minute and they're not even they're not even remotely tight they just touched my head barely just yeah. on
2: my head was pounding
4: bruh it's weird no yeah.
2: are they cute so they got
4: a uh, they got like little flowers on them oh those are cute I can focus. tragic um, and i actually i mentioned that to my parents over the weekend <laughs> that i was like well i sort of have trouble seeing but i can't really wear glasses um, and so we talked it through, and the agreement was that I should get upper glasses. Like, on a uh, little stick.
2: That's actually fantastic, I would love to see that. <laughs> I think that
4: would be
2: a good I, Yeah, no, that's- that's- that's a power move, is what it is. I mean,
3: yeah. at that point, just get, like, a monocle, mm, like, like why stop there. Two
2: the
4: monocles, I'd only be able to see out of a
2: one-eye. Probably. Two monocles! <laughs> <laughs> be power move. <laughs> That is a power move. You don't get glasses, you get two monocles. Things,
3: what are those things that jewelers use that they like stick in their eye to tell what diamonds oh, like are? Oh, like a
2: magnifier type thing?
3: Yeah, but there's a specific word for it. It's, oh. um, and and they can like tell what, what like, some jewel is worth or something.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. i about to find
3: out. Uh, a loop, but it's spelled L O U P E.
2: Interesting. Now I simple, know. A simple
3: small magnification device used to see details more closely. Yeah, they like wedged it in their eye and just kind of like looked. But not know. in like the growth way, like just kind of between.
2: Yeah, like between like yeah. your brow yeah. and your. Yeah. Oh, you mean, but yeah. Interesting. I never knew there was a special word for that. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Someday when that comes up on Jeopardy, I'll know.
3: hmm
2: <laughs> Okay. Uh, would we like to move on? Sure. Okay. I think you also came up with this one, Brooks. How long yes. after the release of a TV show or a movie are spoilers acceptable? Like, is it acceptable to not give a spoiler warning?
3: this yes used to be relatively clear-cut because stuff used to get released in theaters and then it would leave theaters and then the i feel like the general consensus was like if you haven't seen it that's on you yeah here's my thing though
2: there are some shows where i think it is never like no matter how old it is it is never okay to give spoilers under any circumstance like even though, like, Twin Peaks is, like, decades old, I will literally ne- like, I, if, I would never like, talk about any of the, like, major plot points without saying spoiler warning first. Because, yeah. like, experiencing that show for the, like, you need to go in not knowing certain things or else, like, there's no point in watching.
3: John Mary's Jewels, what? I didn't say that. I don't, I I don't know, I think that ultimately, but but that sounds more so subjective, right, because I know that that's, like, your show.
2: That is my show, but again, like, I just, like, the and but the thing is, the fact that I was able to go into that show and not find out the big reveal, because there was, there's kind of, like, a cultural, like, there was, like, a cultural agreement that, like, you don't talk about it. So, like, I don't know. The fact that I was able to, like, do a decent amount of Googling, like, relating to Twin Peaks while I was still watching the show before I had gotten to, like, the big reveal, and I, like, I had no clue.
3: Sometimes I just forget spoilers.
2: Or it's like how, like, you like... don't, like, you just don't, you don't tell someone what Rosebud is. What? What is Citizen, what? Ka- <laughs> Citizen Kane, Rosebud, his dying words is it, you really can't spoil that? I mean, that movie is decades old. Yeah. Of... I mean, I, mean, I, I still wouldn't, was... yeah, I still wouldn't tell someone if I if they were like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is, and I haven't seen the movie. I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you. Watch the movie.
4: I feel like it depends on a lot of things, because I think like, for one, um, the extent to which the movie or TV show is sort of dependent on a twist is a factor.
2: Again, Twin Peaks would never
4: yeah, but but also, like, um, whether the person intends to watch the thing or not, right? Because if someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to watch some old-ass movie, like, Citizen okay, Kane. Okay, yeah,
2: whatever. But also, yeah. um... Yeah. I don't what, is
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> But also, I hate when people are like, oh, I'm never going to watch some old-ass movie. Because, um, you're wrong. Old movies, you're... Like, I know that, like, there's a whole subset of people who apparently, like, won't watch black and white movies because black and white yeah. movies are boring. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But yeah, I mean, there, there are certain things where
4: almost the entire narrative is based, like, something like Squid Game. Yeah. Right? Like, that is so dependent on the twists and turns of the storyline, and if you're telling anybody those, it's going to kind of ruin the experience, I feel like. Yeah, no, and, like, even
3: yeah.
2: though that show has been, like, it's been out for a while, and even if it's, like, you know, like, yeah. ten years in the future, I would, like, I, my lips are sealed, I would not say anything if someone's like, yeah, this sounds good like
3: i would not assume that they know well sure under that context but like but when i think of spoilers i think of more like if i'm in conversation with somebody and it comes up and we're just discussing plot points and maybe they've gotten halfway through squid game but it's 10 years in the future i'm I'm not necessarily going to be super guarded about it but if, if they're like oh yeah i'm thinking of watching squid game i know it came out a while ago well then of course i'm not going to spoil it like
2: maybe twin peaks is like a really special thing for me but like i am like if i'm even recommending that show to someone i am so on guard because i would like i want people to have the experience of that show
3: well and that's the other thing if the show is very personal to you or if you're a big fan of it then then yeah that's something that you want to share with some with somebody else and so of course you don't want to uh spoil it because you want them to watch it the same way you watched it um which, but by the just way, in just in general, conversation...
2: Zach, we have to induct you into the into the Twin Peaks circle. Okay.
3: The I, the closest I've gotten is, this sounds so bad, that one episode of Psych. You, where, you told me about this. Yes, yep, Dual <laughs> Spires. Yes. I love that episode. Dual Spires and Cinnamon nice. King. Yeah. That's <laughs> the closest I've gotten to Twin
2: Peaks. We will, we will get there. Yeah. We will get there. It'll be great. Anyway. (laughs) I mean... I guess if you go, like, if you go Googling, like, a decades-old movie that, like, has a major plot twist, and it's, like, is revealed to you via, like, an article or whatever, like, that's kind of on you. I feel like there
4: are certain movies that and things like that. The society has just decided we're not going to protect. Like, I feel like Fight Club is an example of that. Yeah. I don't think people try to hide the ending of that at all. Yeah, no. Or like, um, so the Usual Suspects. Kaisershose. Stuff like that, where it's like, um, I, I just think, like, collectively, we're like, well, it's a twist, or, um, The Sixth Sense there's another one yeah really any end night shaman yeah <laughs> we've all just collectively decided we're not gonna pretend
2: yeah, yeah no. i mean i again i do get that and i feel like yeah i i would say like at least a couple months after the release you can start you know being a little less on guard, like, if someone's, like, writing about, like, you know, writing, like, a piece about it or whatever, like, they don't have to be super careful and be, like, oh, you know, make sure you, like, If it's a movie that's still in theaters. You gotta put the, like, make sure you see this first, and then as it goes on, you can get a little less guarded. I think after, like, a year, you're, like, technically good, or, like, people aren't gonna, like, beat you up, because I know sometimes people are, like, mad salty if they get a, like, a movie that's still in theaters spoiled for them. So I think, like, up to a year, you're like, a year, you're safe, I would say. But again, there's so many things for, le- like, me personally. It's like, I will never, like, I am, like, super guarded about this because I want people to experience it.
3: Well, the other thing is, like, there's different levels of spoilers, right? I mean, there's spoilers that are integral, inter- yeah, integral to the plot, but then there's spoilers that, that might be big twists but really aren't big plot points like one of the things that was kind of spoiled for me which which was entirely on me because I did not see um, Infinity Game or in sorry um, Infinity Game. War for for a while but like as time went on I just found out more and more about like like which characters got killed I got killed off you know in in the end and and and, and that was on me because I just kept yeah. putting off seeing it um but the characters that didn't make it were, like, that was not what the story depended on. Like, like you could have re- rewritten Endgame and had some characters, and had, you know, swapped out some characters for, for other ones and still yeah. come up with a, with a story. Um, so, I don't know. I think it also depends on what the spoilers are and how mm-hmm. crucial they are to the story.
4: Yeah, again. Something I, I struggle with all the time, teaching media classes,
3: mm-hmm. especially
4: teaching, like, the entertainment class, which I just did this past semester. And it's, like, lots of examples come up in different contexts, and I'm always struggling with how much is okay to reveal about this. And I'm typically talking about stuff that's a few years old. Yeah. You know, but I don't want to, like... Like, we were talking about Breaking Bad in a discussion of anti heroes. and I'm like, I still... I I still don't feel comfortable telling people what happens in the final episode.
2: Yeah, again, that's one of the ones where I, like, I wouldn't, even now. I, like, you know, it's not a, I don't think it's a big, a super big deal. I just personally wouldn't. Yeah. Because, like, that's a great show. And it, like, watching the character development, kind of like, spoiler alert, do like a 180 from like where you like where you started with the characters it's like oh this guy's great this guy kind of sucks
3: i had um, like
2: i do do not want to rob someone of that
3: i have yet to watch the sopranos but i did find out the ending of one of the season finales through a pearls before swine comic because he made one about the one season finale where like the screen just goes black and everybody freaked out because they thought that their tv died or something
4: that's a finale
3: or the series finale, yeah. Like, yeah, so, but but that that's something that I learned about literally just from, like, a comic strip that I grew up, like, it can, um, but knowing that, that that doesn't mean that I wouldn't watch it, because there's so much more than just what happens in the end. It's, like, the whole build-up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: yeah that's one of those endings that's kind of been a part of pop culture because it was so upsetting for everybody yeah, at the time yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i knew about it like as soon as it happened because that was all anybody was talking about even though yeah all the first episode of sopranos for the first time a few months ago i've known about the
2: ending since childhood <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, i feel like this is an example <laughs> i keep going back to because i'm obsessed with it but like thinking back i really am shocked that i was able to like That there was kind of, like, an agreement in, like, you know, people writing about, like, doing reviews of Twin Peaks, like, as an entire show. Like, no one's, like, said anything about, like, a Mm -hmm. decades-old show. And people were like, oh, yeah, I revisited this, and, like, here are my thoughts. I'm, like, kind of impressed. So, like, maybe that's my example of, like, one that people have decided, like, "Mm, we're gonna shut up about this. Yeah, it
4: really just seems like it depends on the content. You know, so. like, things that just, it doesn't feel appropriate to spoil because it would affect the experience in a pretty
2: major way. Yeah. Um, that, seem, that seems fair.
4: But, like, I, <laughs> the number of times in class I start to say something and then pause and then just talk really vaguely about whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then on the rare occasion when I actually do say specific things, I usually do it because it's either super old and or... Um, because it's something that is so well known in pop culture, I figure they probably already know anyway. Yeah. Like, talking about Titanic, for example. You know, we were talking about that as an example of tragedy, and I don't believe saying that Jack dies is a spoiler at this point. Yeah, it simply isn't. It's from, like, 96 to 97? 97. Uh, so it's a good, you know, 27 years old at this point, right? I'm not good at math in my head.
3: The film Um, Lincoln.
2: Hmm? The <laughs>
3: film Lincoln. Yeah, he dies in the
2: end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: That would be a
4: spoiler. Like, what?
3: That would be a real plot twist.
4: Yeah.
3: Like, he sneezes or something. <laughs> that's where
4: the movie ends. Yeah, but I mean something like that because it's been such a part of pop culture for so long. Yeah, like I feel like even if you've never seen the movie, you know. That yeah, movie. that's fair game, especially fair with game. all the memes about like the door and the water and whether they could both fit and stuff like that. So that yeah. one, and it's but still, just saying the sentence, you know, Jack
2: dies, feels wrong. Because it it's such a pivotal moment in the film. It feels rude. <sighs> I think no matter what, it feels rude saying something so blatant, being like, yeah, he dies at the end. Like, I will never not associate that sort of, like, that exact phrase with, that with like, people trying to, like, ruin something for someone. Like, actively. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, he dies yeah. at the end. Like, even if you are simply, like, discussing, like, the facts. Yeah. Because he most certainly does. He does. He does. What
3: he I does. think is funny is when, like, some actor or actress goes on, like, a talk show or, or late-night show, and they accidentally spoil something. Oh, my
2: God. I don't even watch Game of Thrones. Telling... But there was one yeah, with I, Maisie, I, 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 what, I what was who her was. face? Maisie Williams. And, like... And
3: she's on, like, like um... She's on some talk Fallon show. ...or something. But she, like, Fallon.
2: says and something, like, oh,
3: yeah. and, then and then she just... Dies. Yeah, like, literally freaks out. and it, and, and he's, like... Wait what? And she's like, is this live? Like, like literally. And then, it, and, and then sometimes they don't even have to say anything. But they ask like Tom Holland or something about like
2: oh my God. some
3: plot point, and that and man can't keep, keep his mouth shut. And he's like, like he's literally just like jumping all over the place. He can't say. It.
2: There's so many interviews of him where like whoever's like sitting next to him in the interview literally has to like slap their hand over his mouth and just be like <laughs> stop. I'm pretty
4: yeah. sure it was with Maisie Williams, if I'm remembering correctly, the thing that she said wasn't true, though. Okay, oh,
2: well, that's yeah. good.
4: Didn't she say something about her character dying?
3: Is, is something about somebody dying? It's
4: been something a while like since that. I thought. But I remember seeing it and thinking, but that's not true. That didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I often wondered if she did that on purpose to kind of
2: be funny and mislead people. A possibility, but again, I don't
1: think not Game
3: of Thrones I just know that i've heard like like plot po- like major plot points on like succession discussed and like game of thrones discussed on like and media or something that i listen to um and and those are things that maybe at some point i would like to watch but uh, honestly even though they've discussed them more than once i can't remember them off the top of my head because i have nothing i have no context for it this yeah. is also true and so like Even though I only heard it maybe, you know, less than a month ago, I don't know who that person is, and I don't know what the significance of it is, and I can't remember the name, honestly, or even what happened. So, like, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah.
3: even though it sounds like it was a major thing in in Succession, I I don't know what.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Although, I I think it's very dependent on 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 the piece of media. Yeah. is going to be my kind of, like, quote-unquote final answer. Because, again, there are some things where it's like, it doesn't matter how long it's been, if this, like, comes up in conversation, I, like, I'm not gonna say a word that could possibly give something away, other than just being like, oh, yeah, this thing's really good, like, you should check it out, even though it's kind of old. So, yeah, that's my hot take. I mean,
4: my default is always to never spoil anything unless the person yeah. what it says. The other okay. time it's tricky is when you're talking to a group of people. Because they're not always like, you know, because me in the classroom or if you're like at a party with some friends or something like that. Yeah. Not everybody's going to agree on that. And so when I'm trying to give examples of like I'm like, oh, what's, what's okay, not okay. Game of Thrones was more than a year ago, but people might not have gotten around to seeing it yet. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's it's tricky because it's hard to have a conversation about things sometimes without mentioning
2: Potential spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, yeah, I don't know that there's any
4: specific statute of limitations.
2: Yeah. For,
3: but but it also depends on the media, right? Shows, movies, or even, like, sports games. Like, if, if there's a big game on and I can't see until the next day,
2: you keep I don't want to know
3: who, who won. I don't want to know what the score is. But but also it it's going to be way harder to not hear about that, and it's going to be much more incumbent on me to figure it out quick. Yeah. Because it's it's pop culture, and people aren't going to not talk about the big game. I don't know if I'm sports, but like be, just because I haven't seen it yet, like yeah. So it it really depends on what the piece of media actually is, I guess. I actually have two studies in progress on spo- spoilers in sports. I'm actually <laughs> be really curious to hear those. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but especially something like that because it's supposed to be a little more ephemeral, in a sense. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, whereas with TV shows and movies, you generally expect those will live forever, maybe, hypothetically, people might right. watch to like 20 years from now versus, like, some random mm-hmm. baseball game.
3: Yeah, like, there will be another Super Bowl in a year, yeah. and then... Yeah. But but there's not going to be, like, another Twin Peaks or something. I don't know. Correct. Yeah.
4: So it really, yeah, it depends on the type of media. It depends on how integral the spoiler is to the plot. It depends on how well known that thing is in pop culture, like Titanic, you know, as the example. Mm -hmm. It depends on a lot of things, I feel like, but the default should always be to ask people first.
2: Yeah, that's generally what I default to.
4: Because there's a lot of times where people are like, yeah, no, I have absolutely no intention of ever watching that. I'm like, okay, cool, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And sometimes no, I get and like
2: I have stuff like that. And it's always funny when like people are like yeah I have no intention of ever watching this so you like wind up talking about the way a character does like a complete one eighty and it'll be like like you know like the goody two shoes in the first episode oh yeah he kills everyone like you know so this guy actually winds up killing everyone in the end and it's just like leaves them wondering like how could that like how do we get there? That's always kind of fun. Yeah.
3: I think what shows, because I, I know there's been shows or movies that, like, my dad's never going to watch, but at this point, he basically knows the plot just from mm-hmm. our, our discussions. I don't know.
4: I've never watched a single episode of Gossip Girl, but
2: I know okay. every bit of the plot of the entire series. I was going to say, you know what meme I miss? Yeah. <laughs> Go piss, girl. <laughs> Because
4: <laughs> I've I've had so many students write papers about it. Ah, yeah. So I know who got, but go, who the identity of Gossip Girl is a big like reveal in the end.
2: Yeah, that's one of that's one of the things where I'm like I don't care.
4: I don't either. Although I get I always tell students when they're describing media in their papers like don't worry about spoiling things for me, but secretly it breaks my heart. <laughs> Like um, when the movie Us came out, the um, oh ouch, uh, the um Jordan Peele movie, yeah, I hadn't gotten a chance to watch it yet, and somebody told me the whole plot in their paper, and I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, but it was a little bit like, oh, come on.
1: But let me ask
3: you this though, like in in, in ten years after that, them, like, in it. 10 years following you reading that paper do you th- and, and, and then seeing the movie, do you think that you would ha- you have still enjoyed it more in 10 years had you seen it originally on your own instead of having it spoiled? Because I feel like with time, all that just kind of winds down to a point. Like, I, I definitely enjoyed Infinity War a little bit less having known who doesn't make it in the end. But now, like, I don't think it would have made a difference if I had known or not, I'm going into that. It.
4: it does matter because, I mean, there are certain things that I've watched that surprised me so thoroughly that I still think about it sometimes.
2: Yeah. That's you know, like, that's and
4: shit. Like, right? Like you can remember, like I remember um, a particular moment from Twin Peaks. Now it's in my, my head because you're talking about it. When that was first revealed, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and I still yeah. remember that feeling in that moment. You know God, uh,
2: and so if that's dampened by having known in advance what was going to happen i think that would always bother me and again here's a, another spoiler alert for the good place the end of season one the season finale where uh-huh. where michael yeah. just turns i like i still think about that that was so good
3: yeah oh and literally his whole demeanor changes just, like instantly boom,
2: and... beautiful imagine about that in advance
3: oh, oh today is ted dancing's birthday
2: Oh my god, with, I have to check the I, with, Twitter account.
3: That's the only reason why I know. <laughs> it was from the Twitter account.
2: I love the Twitter account. Is it Ted Danson's birthday? And every single day, except for on his birthday, they tweet today is not Ted Danson's birthday.
3: But today they're like But today hey, it's Ted, Ted Oh birthday. my god, yes, I
2: have to check I have to check that as soon as we're finished recording. Uh Twitter's a hellscape, but god it's funny.
3: Yeah. I, I saw someone I may sent this, so somebody was like Twitter is like the smoking area for the internet. And <laughs> yeah, that's like, that yeah. is precisely yeah. what it is.
2: That is exact. That's the exact vibe. But yeah, no, like the end. Like again, the end of the good place. It just the first season of the good place. It just sticks in my mind so much because I like I did not see it coming whatsoever, and that just made it so much better. Yeah, and imagine rewatching that ten
4: years down the road. I think that impact of that that last episode of that first season would be different if you had you know known about it in advance the first time because i think it it reminds you of the feeling that you had the first time you saw
2: it yeah yeah no yeah. again like i've rewatched twin peaks so many freaking times but i still am just like ooh, damn that was good
3: Oh, jason figured it out
2: <laughs> this one <laughs> that one hurt <laughs>
3: I wonder
2: hurt <laughs> Michael, my beloved. Why do I wind up attached to, like... I've wound up attached to several characters named Michael. I wonder what it is. Michael Distortion, my beloved. Yeah. That's a cosplay I'd have to get contacts for. I want to get spiral contacts. It's interesting to do a
4: cosplay of a podcast
2: yeah (laughs) so i just just get to get real funky well i mean technically we do like you know they're they do give a physical description of him but But you get a lot of like with like an
4: outfit
2: yeah i get to get real funky i think i want to get one of those hawaiian shirts that looks like a bowling alley carpet that has that has spiral energy good stuff i haven't brought up the magnus archives on the podcast in quite a while welcome back Welcome back to my TMA brain rot.
3: You still have to listen to Rabbits if you haven't yet.
2: We are getting there. Oh, also, the two of you, I put this in the podcast, like, I put this in the general chat. I was, I told Ben congrats on the podcast that he's in that just Mm -hmm. released. You two need to listen to that because then we can all listen to it as it releases together. And also, literally everyone who's watching this, listen to, if you like horror in any way, shape, or form, listen to The Secret of St. Kilda. It smacks So good. I am so excited to see where this goes. But I also am having this funny little moment of having um, I auditioned for it twice and I got rejected twice, which is not surprising because I am not a voice actor. But I'm having this fun little experience of like listening to the roles that I auditioned for and just sitting there like an angry child. I'm like this is great, but I wanted to do it. (laughs) It And of course the people that they did go with are doing a much better job than I ever could have. They're amazing. But I'm just sitting there like I want to do
3: it. Is it like an animated show or what is it?
2: No no no, it's a podcast. Okay. But yeah, no, so good. Everyone check it out. It's great. So yeah. Well, we've hit an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. Nicely done everybody. Anything fun we'd like to we'd like to leave the people with? Don't know why I asked, because as soon as I said it, Your guys' brains have gone blank. And every single time, I think, I want to look up, there's got to be a word for that, and I want to know what the word is, but how do you... Oh my god, the other day, I was in my car, and I remembered the word that I came up with for when you only think of things when you're in the car. And it was cognitive impermanence.
4: I've heard you use that before. I think it works for shower thoughts, too, because that happens to me a lot.
2: Yeah, okay, so now now we have a slightly broader definition for cognitive impermanence it's the little things you remember only while you're doing a certain activity such as yeah, being in the shower or driving
4: yeah. where you can't take care of the thing at that moment but you're also not capable of like making a note of it or something at the yep. moment
2: right because i do that constantly when I'm in the shower i'm like
4: oh i gotta think i gotta remember that's to do why you gotta thing. get like
2: the bathtub crayons that are like for children in one of my um apartments and like one of my dorms in college we like we had like the bathtub crayons and like every time you would like get in the shower it would just be like just a wall of like hand-drawn memes and like random stupid little notes that people left each other it was hysterical there's another uh there's another thing that um is intended for children the bath crayons are fun leave memes on your shower life is short There you go, that's what I'm going to leave everybody with. Get some get some bathtub crayons, draw some memes on the tile of your shower, live a little. <laughs> yeah, that's a good message. Alright, well, we will see y'all again next week. Adios, everybody. Bye,
3: everyone.
4: This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on youtube itunes spotify or your other favorite listening platform follow us on twitter at bridgetkelly98 at zach calderon and at ann sarah said rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice like comment and subscribe to us on youtube follow us on twitch and join our discord community using the links in the description you can also help support us via the acast supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening.